Hey you guys, it's Melissa here from MelissaOatman.com. Welcome to another episode of Awaken Your Inner Awesomeness. I am so delighted you are here with me today because we have a very special guest with us. We have Miss Katie Huff with us today and she has written the book Unmask, all about losing shame and guilt and all of the things that we are sometimes bound by. And she helps women to really step into their power and their purpose by getting rid of all of those things that we've been saddled with our whole lives. So she's going to talk to us today about how she works with women and how she also why she wrote this book and it's a really amazing book. So I cannot wait to get started talking to her. But before we get started today, we do have a message from our sponsor. The Podcasting University a podcast where we show you how to get started with your own podcast and make money from it through simple step-by-step tips, advices and instructions. Listen into successful podcasters as they talk about their journey, the difficulties that they faced and how they made it to where they are today. You can visit thepodcastinguniversity.com for more details. So we are back and I am so excited to talk to Miss Katie and find out her journey and how she is helping people to really discover who they truly are. So welcome to the show today, Katie. Oh, thank you, Melissa. It's such a blessing to be here with you. Thanks for having me. It is so great to have you. I know that you are an author, a speaker, and a coach. You do so many things. You wear so many hats and you are helping so many people. And we chatted briefly before we started recording this podcast and you have such a wonderful and amazing story and we had a lot of similarities actually in our own stories so I love that Um, but before you really get into your book and what it's about tell us a little bit about yourself and how did you come to write a book and then start helping coach people Well, I am from a small town in Montana. It's Butte, Montana, and I have lived in Montana my whole life. My background is I'm a registered nurse, and then I went into pharmaceutical sales. So I always felt like I was in the caretaking mode, and I started my own business, and I've been running my business with empowering and protecting people through legal services and identity theft protection. And I was married once in my 20s. I got divorced at like 32, was single then for almost 23 years. And I dated a number of men off and on and and got engaged three times in those 23 years or 25 years. However, I met a man in my business. And um, like all of us that have our little checklist, was interesting. So I uh, was engaged to him and that didn't work out. But how I came to write this book was because of the experience that I had when I thought for sure that this was the man of my dreams, the godly chosen man, when in fact we were diabolically opposite in in our faith belief, in our spirituality. And However, like so many of us, we have a tendency to ignore the obvious, even though he was handsome and accomplished and um, physically fit. We had lots of things in common. And so, you know, we checked that box. And so how I became an author, a number one best-selling author on Amazon in eight categories was 
through the, the grace of God of being transparent enough to take the mask off. So my book called Unmasked is the power of courage and vulnerability to live free. And it's no more settling shame or self-betrayal. So by going through this incredible whirlwind relationship, I realized that I had settled and I actually had betrayed myself. And I realized that there's many women and men that have actually done the same thing and made a decision that they were ashamed of. And so they hid behind a mask pretending that everything was fine and everything was great. And I did that for three years. I went so far, Melissa, as to wear his engagement ring for three years and trusting and believing that through prayer and time that he would become a Christian because I'm a Christian and he was a Scientologist. So that was a very big difference, obviously, in our belief system. And I was praying Romans 4.17, which says that call things that do not exist as though they do. So I was praying that he would become a man of God and that we would live happily ever after. So that Cinderella story didn't work out the way I wanted. <laughs> so that's a little bit about why I wrote this book is to hopefully um, empower other women to not wear a mask, that it's okay to not be okay. And if you're like me, my picker was broke. And finally, in the end, I realized that I needed to let God be the one to pick my divinely perfect man for, my, for me in my life. And he actually did. Yes. And we discussed that a little bit. I love your story. It is uh, just, it's like a Hallmark movie, honestly, in my opinion. <laughs> You're um, right. Yes. So tell us a little bit about that because it's such a cute story. So as I was going through this breakup, my, my counselor at the church, I met, I met my husband at the, at the church. He was counseling men and women in the church. And I went to see him because I was so broken. My heart was broken. And I was, like I said, praying that we would be able to be restored in our relationship and continue to pray for him for three years, wearing his engagement ring for three years, faking it until I made it versus faithing it and having faith in God's perfect plan versus Katie's plan. And he and I became friends and we were best friends through this process of me healing from this devastation, devastating breakup. And so we hang we used to hang out together. We would go to lunch, we'd go to dinner, we'd go to games together. Our, the counseling obviously went into friendship and we just hung out with each other for three years and enjoyed each other's company. He would come to Thanksgiving dinner with me to my families and Christmas with my families. And, and everyone would say to him and to me, they'd say, well, are you and Dave dating? And I'm like, no, we're just best friends. We're BFFs. I even introduced him, Melissa, as my BFF. And people were like, looking at me like, okay, yeah, right. But <laughs> we really were just platonic friends, did all these things together and enjoyed each, each other. And then his daughter said to him, his oldest daughter said, tick tock, tick tock, dad, you're not getting any younger. You're healthy. You're handsome. You're hanging out with Katie. What's the story with you and Katie? And he said, well, we're just best friends. And she says, oh no. She says, you, you need a fish or cut bait. 
because you're not getting any younger. And I want you to be happy because he had gone through a divorce through years before. And so she, he said, okay. So he came back to me and told me the TikTok story, fish or cup bait. And I was for three years when he would have these conversations with me, Melissa, he would do it about every six months. I would always say, I'm not healed. I'm not where I need to be. I'm waiting to hear from God. And he was very patient with me, which is one of the greatest blessings I could have had because I wasn't in a good place. I had a broken heart and I was hanging on to this other person that I was hoping I'd be restored to. So anyway, when he came to me and said that to me, I was just like, well, if that's what you need to do as his best friend, I felt, well, I should just, you know, you need to do what you need to do. Well, be careful what you ask for, because about a week, two weeks later, I couldn't get a hold of my BFF, Dave, on a Friday evening. And I texted him at eight o'clock and we usually did things together. And he texted back and said, I'm in a meeting. Well, Melissa, the audience doesn't know I'm blonde and I am, but I'm not dumb. And I was like, okay, you might be in a meet, meeting, but not a meeting. And he, I didn't hear from him again. And you know that you know in your, in your gut that something's up. So needless to say, he showed up on my doorstep the next day and said, we need to talk. And he said, you know, I've been set free. And he was like, he was praying because he's a pastor and a counselor, you know, and a, a, a godly man. And he was like, I needed to let you know that I'll always be your best friend. I'll always be here to help you, but I've been set free to pursue a, you know, a relationship with someone else because I'm respecting your boundaries and in, in your time. Well, I'm sure you all can imagine. <laughs> I didn't handle that very well. Yeah. <laughs> I went, what the heck? I was just like, what are you talking about? And all of a sudden, all those feelings came up inside of me where I was just like that. It was almost like the veil that blinded me for three years was torn where I all of a sudden was seeing him for who he was and thought, oh my gosh, I need to really pray about this. And that's what I did. And a couple of days later, I mean, you love this, you know, us girls, we have to talk to each other. Even the guys have to talk to each other, but us women, I called my girlfriend and I said, I can't believe that he told me he was in a meeting when he was in my hometown doing a Christmas stroll with my friends and and she's like, well, maybe you should talk to him since you're realizing that you have more feelings. And, and she goes, is that the case? And I said, well, no, duh. I said, obviously, because I was really upset. So I was praying and saying, God, if there's ever a time that I've ever needed you to tell me what to do, please tell me what I need to do. And I heard, like, I'm talking to you, Jet, Melissa, that he said, let no man separate what I've put together. And I was just like, a two by four. I was just like, are you serious? Yeah. And it was like, yes. He said, you've been praying for And Ephesians 3.20 in the Bible says that he will do exceedingly abundantly above all that he could ever, that we could ever imagine. And he's standing right in front of you. And I was just like, oh my gosh. And I got giddy and I was laughing. I was by myself. I was, had been praying and I realized that my picker was broke, but God's divine choice for me was right in front of me. And I didn't even know it for three years because I wasn't in a place to receive it. And so my book is about taking the mask off and being true to who you are and walking out the calling on your life 
that will set you free and that you can go from broken to blessed. But the bottom line is love is the why and God's plan is perfect. And so here we are, we got engaged. I told him that I had prayed and heard from God and he didn't want to believe me at first, or he, he was very, you know, like guarded because he's just go for three years. I've been talking to you about this. And now all of a sudden it's that now. And I said, Hey, God's timing is perfect. And within a month we were engaged and we set a, a date two months later. And that was obviously at the height of the pandemic. And, and so we, as a nurse, I thought, Oh, this will be over in a couple of weeks. Obviously it hasn't been, but we decided to, we were going to get married. And so two months later, we set the date for May 23rd of 2020. And so we are on our second year anniversary. And so I am proud to say I am unmasked. I am walking in my truth. I am grateful that I gave up and surrendered and let God be the one to pick my my mate for the rest of my life, my husband, my divinely chosen man. See, it does sound like a Hallmark movie. I love that. <laughs> right? It's like the good things come to those who wait. So the, exactly. the, the, the lesson was a lot of times we rush into the next relationship, but we haven't given our heart, mind, body, and soul and spirit to heal from the past relationships. So I was definitely off the market, wore his engagement ring for three years as a shield and as a, a guard to not have other people asking me out. But also, again, I had not realized that, you know, God's plan was different than mine. And his is usually always better. Yeah. Yeah. When we trust his plan, it is usually better. But yes. I, I, I love that, you know, you're so open about that because I know there's a lot of people out there who they get into bad relationships. I mean, we've all been in relationships where later we thought, well, that wasn't the best for me. And a lot of people do that. They jump from relationship to relationship to relationship. And if you're jumping from a relationship to relationship to relationship, chances are that you're the issue. And I don't mean that in a, I don't mean that to put anyone down, but that's what I realized about myself was, oh, it's me. Like I need to take a step back and heal myself and figure out why I also had a broken picker outer. Why did I have that and what was going on? So I love your, the title of your book, Unmasked, because I think that that is what a lot of us, I'm a reformed people pleaser. A lot of us do is we betray ourselves because we hide behind. We don't want to be our authentic selves and we hide behind what we think other people want from us and what other people's expectations are instead of really going after what it is we want ourselves. So I love the name of that book. And so tell us a little bit about the book. So you wrote this book um, to help other people and take us through what your book is really about. Well, it starts out with what life looks like with a mask on. And that is where I was saying we fake it until we make it. And when you look at why do we hide behind a mask and what is the purpose of a mask in my book, I explain that the experts say that we wear a mask for many reasons to camouflage ourselves, to hiding from all kinds of things and issues from shame to guilt, to poor self-esteem, feeling unworthy 
unloved, failure, being judged. And we wear it as a cover and because we have such self-doubt. So um, that's the thing is, is we, we come from a position of brokenness and not really realizing how loved we are unconditionally and how forgiven we are. And that everyone is going to make mistakes. Everyone, I mean, there's very few people that I know personally that met their significant other or their wife or their husband on the very first date and the very first person they did date and are still and married them. Most of us have had, you know, one or two or, or lots of different people in our life for a lot of the wrong reasons. So as women, we, a lot of times look for security and that looks different to every woman. Um, and then, I mean, the man that I was with was very secure financially. He was also very accomplished. So he was educated. He had a master's degree. He was a national firearms champion. He, you know, um, had been married once, had one child and he had been divorced, but he was very romantic. Uh, Melissa, it was amazing. It was like, I would get flowers every time I'd get off the plane. He lived in Nevada. I lived in Montana. He'd fly me down there every two weeks. So all this Cinderella affair and what like going to the ball getting all dressed up and then realizing that you run out at the strike of 12 and you get in the little carriage and all you're left with is the frog you know because he wasn't what he um put put himself to be or you know portrayed himself to be and he would you know go to church with me he would pray with me so I thought I could get past the the faith thing and the spirituality when in reality, it, you, it didn't work, obviously, because when you don't know, uh, have God in your life and, and your partner does, that's going to be a pretty hard situation because when, when turbulence comes, when problems come, you're going to need to rely on something that's going to ground you to each other. And for me, it's, it's Jesus and it's God. It's, it's, that's what keeps us together. So my book is about you know, uncovering what is your mask and why do you wear the mask? And then realizing that, um, you know, that if you continually do the same thing over and over, the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over and expecting different results. And, and that's when we're broken because we keep picking similar people because like you said, we haven't healed or we haven't looked at ourselves to see where we need to potentially heal to be able to be whole, to be able to move on into the next relationship. So that is like the beginning of the book is about what is your mask. And then in throughout this book, it definitely has action steps after every chapter, like take a minute to write down the times you put your mask on to hide from the hurts, the betrayals, the rejections, the guilt, and all the emotions that made you feel unworthy, judged, or criticized. And then I follow up with he who has, who, he who is without sin casts the first stone. Well, all of us have made mistakes, but we've also been forgiven unconditionally without condition. And we are loved unconditionally. And when you start looking at the, the desire that God has for us is to have someone that is going to love us as much as God loves us. And when you find that man, I guarantee you, 
it totally changes everything. And then the next chapter is truth versus ego. And the truth will set you free. And what does tr truth is? What is what is it? Is what does it look like? The truth is defined as the body of real things, the state of being the case, the fact. But being transparent is really scary for people. And being vulnerable is very scary. It is scary. And so when I have my women's retreats even and invite women up to Montana to heal and to become whole and to recognize that God's plan is perfect for them, I, I always give people the three Ps. And this is how we know that we're in the wrong job or the wrong relationship or if we've settled is when you literally, you have to pray, have a pause and you don't do anything until you have peace. And peace is your guardrail. Peace is the guardrail where, where you know you're on the right track. Or if you don't have peace, I mean, I knew the very first date when this man told me that he was a Scientologist, Melissa, I had this kick in my gut standing there talking to him. But I, I felt it, I knew it, but I ignored it because of the package that showed up. Right. And I think that that's very common. I think a lot of people you know, we laugh about there were so many red flags, I could make a quilt with them. Yep. Yep. And yet we, we put that quilt together to wrap it around us and keep us warm until we tell it tears and tears into the million pieces. And then we're going now what? And so if you don't pause and, and until you have peace, and that's even what I did with, with my husband, Dave, it was like, I wasn't in a good place to, I didn't have peace about being in relationship with him until I did, but he was so gentle. He was so kind. He was, you know, very understanding. He was caring and he was, you know, a man of faith and, uh, and wasn't pushing me, wasn't trying to force me to go down a path. He respected me and honored me. And so um, it's, you know, living out faith in the divine plan versus fear of being alone. And I always say fear represents false evidence appearing real. So what shows up isn't real. It's false evidence appearing real. And when you have that fear and that angst, it's just like you don't move forward until you have that, that peace and that faith. And so faith for me is believing and trusting that all things happen for a reason and that the timing of everything is perfect. And if you look at, I come from, like I said, a Christian background. So Hebrews 11, one says, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. And so when you walk by faith and trusting that whatever you're hoping for will happen, even if you aren't seeing it come as fast as you would like, I'm telling you God's timing is perfect. And that's why I always said my picker was broke. And I finally realized, and when I surrendered and said, I'm going to let you pick my partner. And then, um, and he, he actually did. I just, like I told you earlier, I didn't, I just didn't recognize it because I had the blinders on, but that was a healthy thing for me instead of jumping into a relationship again. And so I pray and believe that this book has, has definitely impacted a lot of women's lives and even men. Um, I actually had one gal call me after she read the first chapter, Melissa, and she said, I can't get past your first chapter. And I was concerned because I was just like, oh my gosh, what's wrong? And she said to me, because you're either a fly on my wall 
or you're reading my emails and my mail. And I was just like, oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. So I'm sure that probably happens a lot. It does. People read your book and they just can identify so well with what you've been through. Because it's a lot of people experience that self-betrayal by going out with people they know that they shouldn't be but they ignore those red flags. Like you said, you can make a quilt with those red flags, but we ignore them. And, and, you know, it's like the things that worry you on the first date, those are the things that end up breaking you in the end. And we just, for some reason, I, I, I think part of it is the people pleasing and part of it is the safety thing. I agree with you on that. I do think we settle sometimes. Many of us think, oh, I'm old. I need to like, getting too old and because we have these timelines that are set by society not by us you know in my mind it doesn't matter when it happens divine timing is everything but we're taught growing up like we have to be married and have 2.5 kids by this time and that causes us to do things we would not normally do it causes us as you said to betray ourselves because we settle for less than what we deserve Right. And then we get feel ashamed and we put a mask on. Yeah. And then we're walking around broken and hurt, but faking it because we don't want anyone to know that once again, I was in a relationship that didn't work. And, you know, you, you, I was so um, willing to share with all of my friends and family, all the great things that this man had done and accomplished and, and how he treated me. And when he was treating me well, it was amazing. It was just like a dream come true. However, in the end, when it was over, you know, the truth does set you free and you will see the truth of everyone is going to show their true self eventually. I always say, give a, a man or a woman six months of dating and you will see the true person because you can only fake it for so long before the real you comes out. Right. And that's exactly what happened with me and this man. This is what happened with this man. But to your point where we settle, I was so willing to even give up who I was as a person to try and fit into who he expected me to be, which is the worst thing any of us could ever do. So at six months, we had never had an argument we had never had a fight. It was nothing but rainbows and unicorns. It was everything beautiful and wonderful and great. So I thought, and at six months, he had invited me to go with him to Alaska and fishing. And I was excited. And we were talking about the, the flights. Well, I called him and I said, so what dates were we planning on going to Alaska? Cause I need to coordinate it out of the blue. Melissa, he says to me, I've decided to call our relationship off. I was just like, what? Now, this is no argument, no fight, nothing. And I was just like in a tailspin. I was devastated because here I am telling everybody and anybody like we do what a wonderful person he is, what qualities he has, what a, and he was a great person, but he wasn't the great person for me. Yeah. And so that happened at six months. It happened. We got back together two days later. He flew up here from Nevada. He apologized. Everything's great. Another month later, he did it again. He then went to get some counseling himself. And then 
Two months later, he's down on his knee proposing to me at my 50th birthday in front of all my family and friends at this big party. And it was this big, you know, to do. And it was amazing. And then within it changed like overnight, it was like very controlling and things of that nature. So, but I knew it in the beginning, but like I said, at six months, you can only fake it for so long. And so that's why I believe and know that in the Bible where it says Jeremiah 29, 11, most people have heard this is I know the plans I have for you plans to prosper you and not harm you plans to give you hope and a future. So when we know that we know that we know when there's no peace and when we surrender and let God choose the man or woman that we're supposed to be with, then we know that the chances are so much greater that the success of that relationship is going to be bound on his truth, God's truth of who he wants us to be with that other person. And so um, I love, you know, just believing and realizing that his, his way is the truth and the way and the life, in my opinion. And, you know, we don't have to hide behind a mask and we, we don't need to, you know, continue to um, make bad decisions thinking that, you know, that we don't know what's right when we, when we surrender and let him pick that. And you'll know it because you'll, again, you pause, you pray and you have that peace. And that's some of the things that have happened, even with my women's retreats in Montana, there's so much transformation and there's so much growth for women that come up there because we really look at living at a level 10, not settling, not having shame, um, not feeling worthy because we are worthy. We are God's beloved. We are chosen. We are loved unconditionally and love always protects, always trusts, always hopes and always perseveres and love never fails. So um, it's just been an absolute blessing because when you think about this title even came to me when I was praying, I'm not the one that decided the name of this book. I let God decide the name because when you think about praying and saying, okay, what am I gonna even call this book? Because I knew that he put on my heart that I needed to write this book to set other women and men free from some of the shame and betrayal, self-betrayal and the hurt and settling. And I heard him say unmasked. And wouldn't you think that that's pretty divine when everyone's running around in a mask physically, not only, you know, transparency wasn't there. So physically they're wearing a mask in 2020, all the way up until just recently. And so my book really was the timing of it again was perfect because people would look at my book and say what is this unmasked and then they see that it's no more settling shame or self-betrayal and it's the power of courage and vulnerability to live free and when you can when you can put that behind then you know that you know that you're on the on this pathway of healing and being whole and being able to have the divine plan that God has for us. And it's, and it's perfect and it's beautiful. And so that's what I try to do for women and for men. It's interesting. I got on a plane and this one guy said, well, what's your book? And I said, you know, the name again, unmasked the power of courage and vulnerability to live free, no more settling shame or self-betrayal. He goes, doesn't everybody need that? Yeah. And that was a man. Yeah. And then another guy at my church said, Katie, when are you going to write a masculine masked book. And I said, well, that's next, I guess. 
Well, it's just like anything, even though maybe you had a female audience in mind when you wrote it, men can benefit from everything. You know, I've had men read my book too and say that they really benefited from it. So it's not just for females, even though I know that that ends up being who our target audience is, men benefit from that too. And and I think that um, anyone could benefit from learning how to really be who they truly were meant to be and to get rid of the shame and trying to hide who we really are. So I love that you've written that and that you're helping people to do just that. Yeah. And if, yeah, and if, if there's anyone out there listening who would like to get a copy of your book, or maybe they want to go on one of your women's retreats, they're interested in that. What's the best way for them to do that? I would love for them to go to k-a-t-y-k-d-huff-h-u-f-f.com, k-d-huff.com. That is my website that has the retreat information, my book information, my courses, um, who I am, what I've done, and um, and you're welcome at any time to come to Montana. It's pretty amazing that we have it at a place called Chico Hot Springs, and it is in Paradise Valley in Prey, Montana. And as you and I were talking, Melissa, that was no coincidence either that it is in that place. And great things happen there because people are able to travel light. In other words, don't carry the baggage of the, the things of the past into the present and just recognize that you were created in the image of the only perfect person and that you are a child of God and and he loves you unconditionally and he forgives you unconditionally for the mistakes that we've made and that his plans are so good for you that um, do not settle because you will regret it and and that there are no mistakes. I always say there, the lessons we learn from the choices that we've made are only going to help us to not repeat them hopefully again and again and again. So uh, it's all about being free and living a life of uh, abundance and of joy. And that, yes, there's going to be trials and tribulations. There's no way any of us are going to get out of this alive. However, um, we definitely will be able to know that we're not alone, that there's so many of us that have had the similar experiences and that God will always be with us, beside us and, and for us. And so there's no mistake that is too big to not be forgiven. And so I'm just grateful that you've invited me onto your podcast. You're an amazing, wonderful woman that has so much going for you. And I just see your light shining and I look forward to us staying in contact and I'd love to have you come out to Montana and um, I get, yeah. And when I get my podcast up and running, you'll be my first person that I call as well. Oh, I love that. I feel very fortunate and blessed for you to pick me as your first guest. I'm honored. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for being here today and for all the work that you're doing to help others and know that, you know, you can find everything you want. It just all comes in divine timing. Absolutely. Pause, pray, pause, and um, and then peace. Wait for the peace, and you'll know you're in the right place at the right time with the right person in the right position, of, even if it's a career. So 
God bless you, Melissa. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for being here. And I want to thank all of you for being here with us today as well. As always, if you like this podcast, please subscribe. Please leave a positive review from wherever you're listening. And the greatest compliment you can pay me is to share this podcast with anyone you think that might benefit. I hope that you guys have a beautiful day today from wherever you're listening. I am sending you so much love and light, and I will talk to you soon. Bye, guys.